Hey y'all, and welcome to the podcast, Broadcast His Love. It's an honor to talk to you all on this platform and to be able to share God's love with you all, um, especially in this time, in this season, as we're facing coronavirus, as a nation, as a world. I want you to know that you are loved, you are God's handiwork, and He has a plan for you. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. My friend, Dr. Angela Long, she talks about getting a call from the Lord in high school at a time when she was confused about her future and where God wanted her to go next. I pray that you hear the story from Angela and relate it to your life. She talks about that God um, has your story in heaven and you're writing your story every day. And I believe this story from Angela, her story will help you get back to your story and your walk with Jesus in a time when we all realize we can't control much, but we can control our faith and our relationship with God. So let's listen in to my friend, Dr. Angela Long's story, who loves the Lord. She's an educator and she's using her platform to serve God. So be encouraged today and here we go. everyone and welcome to another episode of Broadcast His Love. We have one of my dear friends on, Dr. Angela Long. You guys, she is an amazing educator who is gifted from the Lord. She has taken her love for education, her love for people, her love for God, and mixed it all together in this amazing blender of, I don't know, an amazing blender of just goodness. And she is producing fruit every single day where she is. She's had lots of changes and challenges in her career, but she has pointed everything back to Jesus and followed him through that. So I can't wait to hear her story. It's going to be encouraging and inspiring. And she joins us from Tallahassee. So, hey, Angela. Hi, Ricky. And I want to say hi to the audience and just how much I appreciate you, Ricky, and you calling your ministry, your giftings and from the moment I met you when we had that student leadership conference yes. in Tallahassee, I had no idea that day when everyone was like in the volleyball court in the gym that we were going to be instant friends and that yes. God had a purpose in our knowing each other. Yes. So I just blessings over this podcast. I, I ask you, Lord, that you would just make your, your name known in this podcast, Father, and whoever is listening. I just pray you begin to work upon their hearts right now by your spirit, by your Holy Spirit. And I pray blessings over the listeners, Lord, and over this ministry of yes. what Ricky is trying to do to launch something to encourage people's hearts in a time where there's a lot of hopeless people walking around, Lord. You want us to be vibrant and alive. So I want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity and for my dear, precious sister, Ricky, um, for this opportunity we have to share with, with everyone listening. Mm. Amen. Amen. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. And uh, something I want to share with everyone that has been so encouraging to me, and I've carried this through my career and my life after meeting Angela is we were in Tallahassee. We met there. I was in college and at a community mm -hmm. college and you were there as an instructor and advisor, yeah. as an advisor. Yes. And we were in this massive room in Tallahassee with a ton of college students. I mean, probably a hundred, would you say? Yeah, and all absolutely. leaders across the state of Florida, there were one to two people from each community college 
who were there representing their school. And um, Bill Nelson, Senator Bill Nelson, his wife was there. And you stood up. And <laughs> I don't think anybody like expected you to do this, but it was, it was the Lord. And it was one of those things when it happened, you could tell that like God had put this on your heart to do it because you stood up and you did it with confidence and you did it with perseverance with everyone else's best heart in mind, uh, for, like reaching yeah. for God. And you said that everyone has a story. Your book is in heaven every day, every new chapter you're writing in that book. And how are you going to make that book? How are you going to write that book in heaven? And I love it because it's so true. I think of my life as a story and how am I going to serve God and continue to write that story to be more reflective of God and his word. And I love you. Like you are incredible. So thank you for encouraging people where they are. Is there anything else to that story that you want to add? Sure. So I, you know, at that moment, we were at this faith and leadership uh, forum and the Senator at the time, you know, he had set up this, this mock, uh, leadership forum that is done the same thing is done in washington dc nationally but he wanted to bring it to florida and so that's how ricky and i met really in a room full of girls just talking about life in the future and i just strongly sensed you know i had something to say and i'll i'll share that vision that i had in my heart but i have to go back to okay. when i was in high school not really seeing my future of like me going to college i just thought well if i go to college my first year out it's grade 13 um, but without getting into the details, the Lord really launched me because I ended up getting this scholarship, literally miraculous in journalism. And I have to say, you know, going to college my first year, I went to a community college as well. And that was really life-changing for me because I was seeking the Lord since I was a little girl. I just remember saying, Lord, my life is yours. I want to live for you. I want my story to be your story. Yes. And so I vividly remember you know, getting my two-year degree, and then, then what? Like, now what? And my parents encouraged my education. I have an older brother, and he was just so smart, mm -hmm. so advanced, and it wasn't that I wasn't smart, but I just didn't know yet, like, God, what's my purpose in this? And I'll never forget taking three months off, and this kind of ties into what I shared that day um, at the leadership conference, but I remember specifically taking three months off and feeling like, you know, like a bum, <laughs> What okay. am I doing? I don't right. know what I'm doing. My friends are off at the university. You know, my, my uh, two, first two years was focused on education because when I was a kid, I, I mean, school was fine, but I didn't really, like, I wasn't super engaged. Workbooks and worksheets don't excite me. Like, I have to feel it. I have to live it. And I didn't have that kind of experience that I thought other kids should have. So there was something in me. You know, I love children, and how do I make that difference? So I remember being really down and not employed at the time, just seeking God, you know, 19 years old. And Ricky, I remember um, one night I was in my room and my mom, who has a whole nother miracle story of how God delivered her from a brain tumor. Yes. And um, she was given months to live and the Lord intervened and had a 10 hour brain surgery. But she is an amazing miracle woman of God. And she has she such is. deep faith and the Lord delivered her from a life-threatening um, situation, we, we give them glory. But mm -hmm. me being very down in my spirit and um, not really knowing my future, I remember being in my room one night and she came in knowing how depressed I felt in my heart. And she said, Angela, 
I have a message for you from God. And I said, well, you know, what's that? You know? And she said, well, she said, I just feel to say something to you because I know you've been really discouraged about your future and what God has for you. And she said, I just really strongly feel to tell you, want you to imagine yourself in a room. There's nothing in the room. And you're the only person on the face of the planet. It's just you and God. Okay. And she said, I want you to imagine in that room, there's a chair and God is looking at you. You're it. And he says, Angela, I want you to sit in this chair for the rest of eternity. And she said, if that brought God pleasure, would you be willing to sit in that chair for the rest of eternity? And you got nothing out of it, but it brought him pleasure. Wow. And Ricky, my mother stood up. She walked out, closed the door. And I have to tell you, it pierced my heart. Oh, it's piercing my heart. (laughs) Yes. I said, Lord, would I sit in that chair? For the rest of my life, for the rest of eternity, and I got nothing out of it, but you mm-hmm. got the glory. I said, okay, God, I'll do it. I'll sit in that chair. And Ricky, that night, something happened to me, 19 years of age. I had given my life to the Lord numerous times, 12 years of age, three years of age. I remember those moments, but yes. something that was different. And I said, Lord, I want to live for you in the way that you've called me. I don't know what that is, but yes. I give you everything else. I, I, I sacrifice my life to you, Lord, for your bigger purpose, your bigger plan for this world, not for me. And I have to tell you, in a still small voice, I heard the Lord speak to my heart and say, because you have chosen me above all else, I'm going to bless you. Yes. I, hey, Angela, will let you choose what you want to do, and I will open up the doors for you. So it was at that moment I said, okay, Lord, because people said, oh, you'll be a great nurse, you'll be a great teacher. But I knew in that moment. I needed to go into education to make a change. Okay. So that really launched, I think, what God was doing in my life. And I watched God open doors. Um, At 24 years of age, I ended up going on to get my doctorate, entering a program. That was amazing. A miracle story in and of itself. Uh, Just how those doors opened. The day I went to interview was the day they accepted me. And I saw God, like, literally progressively open doors and launch things for me. So I went straight to school after that. He does. I got my undergrad in teacher education, elementary education, my master's in school counseling, and then my doctorate in community college leadership. And God just began to open doors for me where I literally um, ended up doing a national study uh, with a a partner out of Washington, D.C. Here I'm from Oregon originally. Uh, this young girl from Oregon and published this, this dissertation on students with GDs yes. and God just began to bring things to me about the, the underrepresented um, kids who don't know their future, don't have that hope. And so I just began to develop like models and talking to my family, my parents, you know, I came up with these five factors for um, in, improving student retention and success and got that published. But I have to say, I ended up moving to Florida. Um, working in a teacher ed program, I was a student getting my doctorate. I started working in a teacher ed program, very young teaching. And when I came to Florida, the Lord just began to open these amazing doors. But here I am. That was like 12 years ago when I came. And here I am today. Um, I know. And here I am today just saying, wow, Lord, I have seen his hand. So I have to say, when I first moved, going back to your original story, when I first moved uh, to Florida, right. you know, it's it's hard when you move. You know no one. No and one. I, um, yes. 
I literally came mid-year. My brother went to University of Florida. He's a Gator. And so my go parents Gators. were like, oh, we want to go out. Yeah, go Gators. <laughs> and um, my parents said, oh, this is a great place. We're going to come visit. Well, they ended up moving. And I thought, well, I'll just come visit. And then God let me know, no, I got plans for you. Yes. I have plans yeah. for Florida. But I think and the so big Ricky, thing here is that yeah. you you listened. Because, um, you know, you could go to somewhere yeah. that's beautiful and say, you know, oh, this is a beautiful place. God loves me. He wants me to be here. But you took that yeah. wisdom from God and said, okay, I'm going to be planted here. God use me for your kingdom. And that's exactly what you did. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, look, there, there have been moments. Um, of course, there's discouraging moments, but there was this continual sense that God has this bigger purpose. I gave it to him. You did. And so when I, you know, when I came here, um, I actually taught fifth grade for a year because I needed a job. The job was created for me. It was mid-year. I didn't know, like, which <laughs> doors to knock on. It's the middle of the school year. And this elderly principal said, I'm going to create a position. So it's like, okay, Lord, here's a platform you're giving me. But see, God began to equip me with tools to say, I have experience now working K through 12, now community college. And now I will say, after I did that, I ended up working at Santa Fe. That's when I met you, right, Santa Fe College, College in Florida. And it was that experience that opened a door for the publishing world. And I ended up starting a program with student government to help students um, that had dropped out of high school and earned their GED and came back. But it was amazing. We yeah. flew up to D.C., met with the Secretary of Education. And, um, yeah. and that opened the door, believe it or not, for me to meet a gentleman at the American Association of Community Colleges. And I literally had this vision in my heart to write a book. Yes. And I wanted to write a book on students who are forgotten. It's called America's Forgotten Student Population. And I literally left my job, flew up for a few days, and I walked in that man's office because he, he had given me his card, said, I'm here to help you. Let me know what you need. And funny enough, he was from Gay. Gainesville was a gator. And I went to him and I said, you know, I, I want to write a book. He said, great, I'll help you. And I said, well, I don't want just your help. Would you co-author? So he agreed. We published a book. I left my job. It was from there. I did a second book. And um, that second book was on overcoming educational racism in the community college, which I actually had to do really with um, looking at equity issues of students of color and students in poverty. So poor right. whites. And so I gathered national leaders to talk about why do we have a, uh, first of all, nationally, a 50% dropout rate in community colleges. Okay. But for students of color, only 10 to 12% graduate nationally. Say that And one more if time. you look at, okay, so um, nationally, when you look at the number of students completing college, 50% okay. of community college students drop out within the first year, if not the first wow. semester. For students wow. that are of color, whether they're Black, Hispanic, American Indian, you name it, only 10 to 12% go on to graduate from college. Oh, my goodness. And if you look at, if you look at students in poverty, including poor whites, you will see only 20% graduate from college. Mm. So the trends are not good. And I share this because when I, after I published those two books, I actually was working on a third book and I was invited to go meet the chancellor of the Florida college system in Florida. Mm -hmm. Now, most people don't know Florida's ranked number one in the nation in higher education. Really? And 
It is. We are number one. Right. And so there's a lot of good stuff. So I started to see my eyes were open. Okay, Lord, you brought me to Florida to develop something, a new model to help address these issues in higher education, dealing with equity, poverty. And so Ricky, I was uh, actually offered a job the day I met this chancellor and I worked there for two years. And now I am at, and my position there was director of learning, innovation, and success. Now I work at Tallahassee Community College. And um, what I want to say to this, to, to the people listening is God has a destiny for you. Yes. God has a purpose for you. And we are at a very pivotal point in our nation and our world. All you have to do is look at the news and see, you know, plagues of locusts covering India and Kenya and Pakistan. And, and maybe you haven't heard, but these locusts are literally crossing right now the Red Sea into China. And we're dealing with the, the, corona, the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. That's and terrible. now that's becoming a worldwide plague. And all you have to do is turn on the news and see earthquakes in strange places. Hmm, sounds familiar, doesn't it? Right. Well, I'm going to say this. God is calling his people to rise up and, and claim Psalm 91. Yes. Because if you are hiding in the secret <laughs> place of the Most High God, you will not be touched by the plagues yes. that are hitting the world. But there are children, and for those of you that are parents, there are children in our system. Things are shifting and moving fast. We are now looking, I'm working on a book, a project now on the future of work. And I'm going to say things are moving very fast. Okay. They are predicting by 2029 that most people will be walking around with um, some level of artificial intelligence implanted in their brain. It's okay. called, called the Neuralink. That might alarm some people. It should. Well, and how do we you, address right? Yes. How do we address this? But you're coming from a place of education, and I think that's what's very valuable to this conversation. Is the first time I heard this, you know, I'm a mom with a baby and another one on the way, and I'm like, oh, please, you know, they'll all just have crazy yes. iPhones. But you're saying, no, it's going to be more intelligent than that. And I have um, basically, you have a solid source that tells you why this is going to happen in the future and we need to be prepared and be educated. So tell us a little bit about how you found out about this and why it's so important. Yeah. So, so essentially, you know, I'm in a very, um, I would say prime location to put something in place and partnering with the right people in higher education. Right. The reason being is in Tallahassee, Florida, most people don't know, but the zip code where the college sits that I work, it's the poorest zip code in the state of Florida. Wow. And they're actually kids with no running water. They have dirt floors when they get up in the morning and they're hungry. And the number of children in poverty in Leon County is astronomical. In fact, Florida, um, there's an Alice report for people that want to look it up. You can actually track the, the, the level of poverty in our state. It's, it's, it's quite bad. And you know, it's not just our state, other states are dealing with it, but see this impacts learning. And yes. so, yes, I'm dealing with higher education, but I'm actually looking at a model. How do we build something in our elementary, middle, high school into the college level that's entrepreneurial? So that really prompted um, my work. I, I work uh, as an innovation ambassador for the National Association of Community College Entrepreneurship. Um, and we help publish a book called Community Colleges as Incubators of Innovation. Okay. So that really set up a, a platform for me to meet with these higher education leaders, industry leaders. So I've yes. begun this work on the future of, of work. 
Right. Future of work is going to impact future of education. What they're saying now is 50% of, of all jobs we train for will not be there in 10 years. Really? So like what kind what of jobs? Yeah. Um, name it. If you're a clerk, probably won't be there. Uh, now they have robots that are flipping burgers. They, they pay them $3 an hour and they don't need a person to stand in McDonald's. Things are shifting very quickly. Okay. So the question is, is if, if, you know, right now there's contact lenses you can put in, there's Google lens. All you have to do is put it in blink and you can look up anything, search anything on the internet. Right. The prediction is we're going to embed that in your brain. Uh, Elon Musk is working on a project right now. The reason I know these things, you can read about it. There's a book called The Future is Faster Than You Think. Okay. Um, but there, there's a group of people. We had a meeting and I got to listen to some of these conversations. So, you know, Tell us more. Tell I am. Us more. Um, well, it's kind of scary. So I'm sitting in a place where I'm hearing these things, right? Mm -hmm. And, and they're, they're predicting that half of all colleges will be closed in the coming years. The reason being is because industry so leaders are now. Right. So, but now what's the value of college? Because a lot of people, and look, I'm for college, so don't get me wrong, but yeah. people are saying, look, I'm in debt. I, I have a four-year degree. I have my master's degree and I'm flipping burgers. I'm a barista at Starbucks. There are disgruntled people. So right. the question is, is how do we redesign the system? How do we, how do we meet the needs, not just of the future of work, but how do we invest in our kids today so that they can be innovative, creative, and have critical critical thinking skills so they don't have to work for Google or they yes. don't have to say, oh, yes, we have no choice but to be put into a position working for, you know, I don't know, some company where they have to embed, embed this model in their brain. Okay. No, God has created us to be innovators. So yes. what I am currently looking at is um, developing a system in higher education and education. I'm partnering with Myers-Briggs company for okay. people who did the personality test. Yeah, but there's a way of doing it. There's a way of doing it, and there's actually a CEO um, in San Diego who left his job to partner with a superintendent in the Cajon Valley School District. Okay, these are devout Christian men, and do you know what they did? They developed this World of Work model, and what it does is it's teaching kids because down the road, if it's not so much about rote memorization, you know what is it about? I'll tell you what it's about. It's about being innovative and having critical thinking skills. LinkedIn just did a survey of all employers, and what they asked is, what are the top two skills employers are looking for? The first one is critical thinking, and the second is persuasion. Do you really? know how to work with people? Do you know how to talk with people? Yes. Okay. So God has laid in front of me, I think, opportunities, number one, to say, how do we rethink what we're doing? God has allowed me to meet with I mean, industry leaders across the country, innovators, to sit down and say, how do we do this? How do we protect these kids? Mm -hmm. Because right now we're dealing with mental health issues, Ricky. I'm sure you're, you read about it, you see it. But yes. they did a survey in the UK, and they found that 89% of all kids, Gen Z, that was surveyed did not see hope in life. They had no, no purpose. Oh, and God calls us to have a purpose and to have a calling and that he's given us that and you can fulfill your purpose through Christ. Like, oh, it's just, man. and like, there's hope, like there's literally hope and you have to have faith. It's an action. 
you know? So, so how, as an educator, are you preparing to encourage and inspire this next generation? Because if I know my Dr. Angela Long, you are not sitting in a room. (laughs) You are not sitting on a room. You are working on this with people who are educated and out there who are making a difference. So how are you making this change possible through Christ? So first of all, I have said, Lord, have your way in this entire matter. God has allowed me to literally bring people into my path where I am so bold and I am so open to see, meet a person and say, you know, I see potential in you or I see what God's doing in you. And God is connecting me to these people. But here's what's amazing. All these people, we hear about education. We hear about the things going on and just the scary things in our world. There are some really God, godly people that are positioned right now to do his work. Amen. And I can tell you right now, he is gathering these people. In fact, I'm just going to say right now, I read a prophecy that there was a prophecy over the state of Florida that God was, was assembling his men and women okay. to come up with new innovative models that were going to affect the entire nation. Okay. I believe this. We are at a pivotal point of helping our kids today not only know their purpose, but have entrepreneurial skills where they look at their communities and say, okay, I see poverty in this community, or I see this issue in this community. How can I solve it? So what we're trying to put in place right now at the college where I work is a personalized learning model where literally the kids that come to us, we're trying to teach them the entrepreneurial skills to help them develop not only their potential and purpose, but know who they are and how they can change their community. Amen. And it's really a new way of thinking as opposed to, I'm going to lecture you know, you for an hour yes. and you're going to do this worksheet. No, that's not how the world works. And that's no. yeah. not how the world is. That's not how and so I, I, I believe like, yeah. Yeah, p- people who aren't in school, like that's not how they work. Like, hey, don't tell me what to do. Tell me who I am, you know? That's like, right. That's right. where I'm at. So, okay, keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that was so good. No, I love no, that. no, no. So it's, it's, it's good. And um, I will tell you, God has opened a door for me um, in just a few weeks. I am going to be going to a summit with teachers. There's a thousand teachers coming. Okay. And I believe God has a message for me to speak to the teachers that come into my room. We're going to talk about these things. I am actually... Um, being given opportunity to share kind of like talking about what's coming in education, okay. um, but how we build up in our students the ability to think for themselves, um, that they're not just robots that just oh. absorb whatever's told to them. We've got to start challenging, I think, many things. Um, but I'll say, I'll say this. It goes back to the story you originally shared, how we met and what I spoke, because I didn't get to that, and I was going to get to that. There was a moment where it's like I was so down when we're talking about purpose, because I think the epidemic today and what I'm seeing at the college where I work is number one, poverty and purpose. A lot of kids, they're hungry. They come to class. Transportation's an issue. Housing's an issue and food. And if you don't have the basic needs of Maslow's hierarchy, you're not going to want to learn. You're not going to care about your math assignment, right? Okay. So basic needs. In many people today, we're seeing a struggle, a disconnect from home, the things they're dealing with in their communities. It's, it's a burden. And so this idea of purpose is a struggle for many people. Yeah. And I have to say, going back a few years before the Lord, you know, because it's like every time we get so impatient, 
sometimes with God's plan. But the thing is, is God's never late. He is the best delivery man you will ever see. Forget UPS. <laughs> forget you know, Amazon. Forget the shipping. Yeah. <laughs> forget Amazon with their drone delivery service. God is on time. Yes. It might be 11.59, but he is never late. No. And I had a moment where I was, you know, with my family on vacation, and I just, I couldn't yet see. You know, we have these moments where God speaks. He gives us vision. And then there's, there's times where you're like, but I can't see it anymore, Lord. Those okay. moments when it's cloudy, he's asking you to trust. Okay. And I was in a moment where I'm like, okay, this is before I started working um, actually at the, the college. And I just felt like, okay, Lord, I, here I am, here I am, Lord. And what, it, what do you have for me? Like you've spoken to me, but things aren't moving. So see, we as human beings get so impatient with God's plan, but God's not going to move until all the right pieces of that puzzle are in place. And so this one particular evening, I, it, we were camping and the frogs were croaking and I could hear the crickets and it's raining and it's humid. And I just remember laying in my tent and just really, you know, pouring my heart out to the Lord. And it was at that moment, Ricky, that I literally in my mind, in my spirit, I could see this library in heaven. Yes. And in this library in heaven, it was like, I had this knowledge, this was God's library. And all these books, and not only thousands upon thousands of books, but layers of the library, floors upon floor upon floor. And it's like, I had this picture of Jesus, the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords, walking through this library, because guess who owned it? He did. And it's like the Lord let me see every book on the shelf was a human life. Okay. And I literally, my spirit could see God walk up to a book. I can see it in my mind today. It was like red bound leather. On the front of the book was a gold embossed rose. And on the front of the book was my name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel the Lord. Yes. With my name. Yes. And I saw the Lord open the book. Yes. And he let me know, Angela. Yes. Your life literally on so many chapters. And you cannot judge the end of this book by the chapter you're on. And oh, he wow. said, I have written your book. And he is the threat of redemption from the beginning to end. And the Lord let me know that every book in his library, he takes pleasure in the life of his children and their stories. Because at the end of the day, the, our lives are meant to live, to be conformed to his image and to bring him glory, honor, and praise. Amen. Because when we see everything we've done, it's not the material things. It's not, oh, I should have spent more time in the office or I should have bought that new car. No, you're going to think about what did I do for Christ? That's going to last. How did I invest in my family and how did I give back and show love to people where he said, what is the first commandment? Love the Lord, your God, yes. with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. What's the second? Like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Yes. Those are the, in that was wrapped up all the law and the prophets. And the Lord let me know that he has this library and our stories are being written. And some people, maybe their story didn't start out all that great. Maybe they had, they dealt with abuse. They dealt with hardship, heartache. But when they have given their life to Christ, God has put that thread of his redemption from his hand, his blood through their whole story. Amen. And Ricky, one day we are all going to stand before the living God. And my prayer is that God's children are prepared. They are listening. They have purpose. Yes. And that they are prepared because God will never leave us. He said he would never forsake us. 
So I just want to say in this podcast, I pray blessings upon blessings for those listening and blessings upon you, Ricky, your family, your ministry. There's so much I didn't even share in this story, because if I told you that the detailed portions (laughs) of the miraculous, it is literally a story upon a story. But I know at the end of the day, my story is his story. Yes. And we have to live that way every day of our lives because he's coming soon. And there's a generation yet to see him that we have got to raise up for Christ. Yes. And so I just, uh, I, I know our time's running out, but I want to thank you for this opportunity. Thank because you. Because God, he, he, is, he hears your prayers. We have to be encouraged because the enemy wants to derail the plans of the kingdom but he can't because when jesus was on the cross he said it is finished what does that mean it is finished he is at rest god is at rest and i can tell you he's at rest because he's won we need to walk in that victory every day we get up and no matter what attacks or tactics come at you do not allow it to stop you from your purpose exactly because god let it defeat you yes actually no Angel, I know we're wrapping up, but I do want to say that recently God's had it on my heart and my husband and I have been praying for this, that the enemy is lurking and he's looking to attack. And we do feel this way that God will protect us. We have asked him to come into our lives and we believe that he has yes. protection on us. Um, but Amen. we have wisdom to know that the enemy is lurking and that we have to be prepared yes, and I, him and I have used the word war, but, and I don't want people to be frightened by that, but, um, we use it as a way, as an imagery, you know, every day we have to put yeah. on the full armor of God and be prepared yeah. and take up our cross and walk with him because, oh my goodness, I have goosebumps. Like, this is why I love talking to yeah. you because, because the spirit of God is real in your life and the spirit of God is real on this earth. And we're just with you, we're stripping away what isn't of God, you know, we're, we're getting to who God is and who we are in Christ and everything else can rest. And that is another reason why I love you. And you are in the right place, Angela. Like I love where you are and what you're doing and that you are telling students, no matter their age. Okay. These could be people yeah. who are 40 and 50 years old and they're going back to school. They're going to community college. They're going to a college. They're doing continuing education. You're telling people who they are, not what to do with their lives. And That's- man, that is so much larger than anything of this world. And I just pray a massive blessing over that, that God's hand, just Thank take you. control of your hands and your eyes and your mouth and your ears. And he just just his light shine through you in those meetings and the people who you're speaking with and the people who are listening to this podcast, I pray you're encouraged and inspired and that you have hope. And that if you have clouds, like what Angela was talking about, if, if you have clouds in your mind and maybe you're not hearing from God, you feel like you're not hearing from God, know from Angela's story to trust him, trust God. That's right. And it's so crazy that you brought up Psalms 91, but I just wanted to share this and we'll wrap it up. Um, God put on my heart for this interview, Psalms 90 verse 12. And it says, really? Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Like you mentioned Psalms 91, but in Psalms 90 verse 12, it says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. 
Wow. Amen. That's, that's education. That wisdom in Christ is education. Right. And do we choose that today? So, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired. Like, I want to go read a book. <laughs> tell us your book. Tell, yeah, tell us your books and we'll, um, we'll wrap it up. And um, yeah, if you want more information on Angela, where should we go to find you? Oh, goodness. Well, you can go um, on Amazon. You can look up Angela Long. I work with Stylist Publishing. I have a few publications on Amazon and do a search and they'll pop up. Um, but be looking down the road because I would just ask, you know, keep me in prayer as yes. God continues to use me in this arena. Um, there's not, there's days that aren't easy, but I see, I see his hand and it's an exciting time in the kingdom because it's not just education, it's industry, it's in media. The Lord has his chosen ones, the Daniels um, that he's raising up. And so I know somebody's listening that's a Daniel right now. And yes. I just want to encourage that Daniel because God has his plans and everything that you think um, may or may not happen. God's got it worked out. And every trap of the enemy, we just break that Amen. right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' that name. No entrapment can come against any one of God's children. Lord, I pray for every listener, for Ricky, Lord, that you would open their ears, you would open their eyes, and you would claim them for your kingdom, Lord. You would cover them. By the blood of the Lamb, Father, show them the purpose and plan you have for their life. And I just thank you, Jesus, that you are love, God. You are love through and through and through. And if the world can give good gifts to their children, my goodness, how much more to them that love you. So, Lord, I just thank you because I have an excitement for the people listening. Yes. They're about to do wondrous, <laughs> mighty work yes. like they've never known. Because eye has not seen and ear has not heard the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Amen. So, wow, Ricky, this was wow. uh, pretty powerful. Wow. powerful. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Thank you. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Your glory, Lord. Yes. And wow. um, as we close, <laughs> I'm like, I like, I'm sweating and I have goosebumps. I like, this is amazing. So um, we're just going to close this out real quick. Encourage you uh, where you are. Thank you for listening. No matter where you are in the world, no matter what's going on, what distractions you have, I pray that you decrease and that God increases in your life. In Jesus name, I pray. Right. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Wow. You guys, that was amazing. Something happened towards the end of that interview where it went from just talking about ways to help you, the listener, you who are following this podcast, subscribing to this podcast. Something happened where it went from talking about you to help to talking about who you are in Christ and the plans that he has for you. There, there was a shift there, and I'm grateful for that moment with Dr. Angela Long. I'm grateful for her time. So I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Share with your friends if you think this podcast will help them, especially with educators out there. I'd love for some educators to hear what Dr. Long said about education and the future of education. But I love you guys, and thank you so much for listening. And I hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next time on Broadcast His Love.